Hello everybody and welcome back to the Force of Podcast with me, Tom Bristow. This is another edition of All About the Hammers. Getting recorded just after the Liverpool defeat. So I'm going to be talking about my views on the performance and the game. Also going to have a little chat about our newest addition to the team, Jesse Lingard, on loan from Manchester United till the end of the season. And Ben Rama joining on a permanent deal instead of his loan that was currently happening. So... I'll go straight into the game. Uh, Liverpool 3, West Ham 1. That wasn't a performance that I've seen West Ham do for a while. You know, undefeated in eight. Six wins on the bounce. And we uh, we just we couldn't get going at all. You know, we lasted 57 minutes. You know, I thought we defended well in the first half. But the attacking was nothing. Um, you know, it just... The attack reminded me of um, Newcastle. First game of the season. It just weren't there. Nobody could do anything. It seemed too rushed. It seemed too much of Liverpool playing a high line and, you know, a weakened centre-back partnership. And they thought it would be easy just to get Antonio running behind them every time. And it never happened. You know, where Phillips and Henderson did absolutely fantastic, you know. Like you know, the pundits were saying it on Sky. We, I was saying it. Um, you know, if this was the time for West Ham to get a win over Liverpool, this was it. No Mane, uh, Firmino on the bench, Milner playing in the midfield. I know you know he's a good player, but it's his second game in three days. Uh, a bad centre back partnership on paper, whereas realistically, Milner had a good game. Origi and Shakiri had a very good game, and Henderson and. Uh, Phillips kept us quiet and Mo Salah, you know, I don't know what it is about West Ham, but he bloody loves to score against us and not just score, score some bloody good goals. But I'll go with West Ham though because it it was disappointing. I was so angry in the first 10 minutes because you kind of think, just go after him, you know, just don't let him pass it about because as soon as Liverpool start to pass the ball back, give it to Thiago in the centre to move it about. You know that you're going to be in trouble because the possession game is a difficult one to get out of and Liverpool had it to a T today. Um, We struggled so much with that diamond formation and it worries me that we did. Um, And it took us half hour to get our first proper set piece and we played it short. Like, what the hell do you think you're doing to play it short? We are the team. We are the number one team. 11. Before we scored tonight, that was 11 set pieces in the Prem we scored. The most out of any team. And you play it short. Like, mate, like, do it. Just put it in the box. You know, Sushek, Obana, Dawson, Antonio, Rice. Yeah, just put it in the box, Bowen. And, you know, it, we went in 1-0. Sorry, 0-0, so I should say. But... I thought we should have been going 1-0 down with the way that we were playing. Too many hoofing of the ball. Too many panicking. Like, we've played against teams who have pressured us. And we've calmly got rid of the ball. We've calmly moved about. You know, I thought Rice and Sushik, that was their worst game as a partnership in, in the year that they've been playing together. I didn't think they were good at all today. I They really shouldn't... Um, I've gave that midfielder at any time, any space, you know... That Thiago was playing so well and Rice couldn't get near him. And it just, it was it was hard to watch, really. 
And you kind of thought, you know, going in at half-time, nil-nil, is so good for us because Moisey can really get out of them and say, just go for it. And then the first goal, like, you can't let Salah cut in on that left foot. Right? It's like when people let Robin cut in on his left foot. You know, you knew that it was going to be a goal. Right? And you, as soon as he cut in, you just knew, oh, shit, that's a goal. Um... And then we got a succession of corners and you're thinking, just get the ball in right. And, you know, he played a couple of decent ones in. Uh, and then just, you know, I'm glad that we piled people in to the box with a corner. But I didn't think the delivery was good at all. And it was so easy to clear. And then, you know, you've got to give credit where credit's due. That ball by Shakiri into Salah, that touch and dink was absolute well class that was the that is what you call a counter-attack goal we've you know the counter-attack word is used too much lately you know people you know just hoofing the ball but that was played to a t you know that it reminds me of um a counter-attack goal reminds me of you know man united when they were doing it with rooney tevez and ronaldo that reminded me of it just a great ball to shakiri you know shakiri is decent at passing and salah if you can <laughs> Can't let him touch it down and shoot. As soon as he touched it down, you know it's 2-0. Uh, and then 3-0 and you think, what on earth's gone on? You know, he brings on Noble and Fredericks. And that's basically saying, you know, our attacker's not done it today. You know, we take off Fornals, Bowen and Antonio, who just didn't have a good game at all. Fornals couldn't get into the game at all. Ben Rama, he had a few glimpses of... Um, getting past people, but didn't do anything else. Uh, the best player was Dawson, yet again. Dawson, the guy that probably when he signed, everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? And now look at him. He scored two games in a row. Yes, granted, we haven't won this game, but he defended very well. You know, to be fair, the back line did all right. Creswell's always going to struggle. You know, when you're coming up against a, a ridiculously good right-back in Trent and an informed Mo Salah, you're always going to struggle. And on the other side, you know, I think uh, Soufaoui did all right. Dawson did great. Ogbonna really, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't have the chance, obviously, to get his clearances out because he's, he's a guy who loves to get rid of that ball. And they, were, they weren't putting it in the box. They were being very calm with the play that Liverpool were doing. So, you know, and then their third goal showed it. Play, calm play on the edge of the box. Get round on the fence, tap him. But, um, yep. You know, I hope Moisey really knows that he needs to change something in the game against Villa because Villa are a ridiculous team. Um, but, yeah, I, f I feel like we can do something against Villa. I felt like we could do something against Liverpool. Even before you saw the lineup. I thought, you know, we can do something here. We've been on such good form. The only thing we, we've got to do, and we can't go back to losing games um, and then... The whole team just drops because we're in such a position, such a good position at the minute. And we can't let that slip. And to beat Villa would be a massive boost back up because then we play Fulham away from home and then Sheffield United next in the league. And in between Fulham and Sheffield United, we've got the United, Man United in the FA Cup. So we've got to do something good against Villa. Forget about this game. You know, look through it and look why we couldn't find the spaces when we have done in the, in past games. You know, we we 
I think it's just, you know, Tottenham had the same issue with Liverpool. So, you know, we can't say that we were, you know, Liverpool, this is a one-off from either. I think uh, with their bad run of form, we're kind of forgetting they are the Premier League champions and one of the best teams to ever grace the Premier League. So, and that team looked remarkable today and it's quite scary when you think that they didn't have Mane, didn't have um, Firmino for the whole game, didn't have Van Dijk, didn't have Gomez, didn't have Matip. So, just got to take it on the chin really, but you just thought that West Ham would have gone more for the game because we have been in such good form and we've got the confidence. It just looked like a team that lacked confidence, which is the complete opposite of what we actually are. So, you know, it's strange. It's very strange, but hopefully West Ham can uh, bounce back against Villa. So my next topic I want to speak about is the transfer market. Now, we need a striker. We desperately do because we had two strikers in the uh, in the summer, Antonio and Haller. One of them who I thought just didn't look interested in playing and the other one who we know is very good for us and is the main man but can get injuries. And he did. He got a lot of injuries. So we got rid of one of them and we haven't done anything since. Um, and it, it's kind of weird because we're getting linked with all these players. We've got linked with uh, the geezer from Leipzig, the lad from Seville. Uh, we get uh, the Celtic uh, striker. Yeah, we're getting linked with all these players, but then nothing's occurring. And it's getting very close to the transfer window being over. And if we are relying on a striker who can get injured and also a youth talent who hasn't made a Premier League debut, I don't think, then I'm a bit worried about that. Yes, uh, we can probably play Yarmolenko down the middle, but is he good enough to do that if uh, Antonio's injured? I don't think he is. I think he's better on the uh, right-hand side, cutting in on the left. Uh, it, can we play Ben Rama in the middle? I, I don't know. I think the only option is you go by a striker or loan a striker, either one. You know, uh, Josh King from uh, Bournemouth. We can grab him. We, we could have grabbed him in the uh, summer and we didn't. So go and grab him now. You know, um, we just need someone. Someone who... Has he either got the experience of the Premier League or you look at it and you think, oh, yeah, like this guy could do something. You know, this guy could get a few goals for us. And that's what we need. Uh, but we've just got to wait and see, really, haven't we? So I don't know. But we desperately need someone because otherwise having one striker and a youth player as backup is, in a, in a battle for European places, it's a bit of a... Bit of a tough ask for Antonio. And if he gets injured, then we are in big, big trouble. So, yeah, on that front, we go over to actual business in the transfer window we've done. Jesse Lingard on loan from Manchester United. Now, this guy was... I thought he was fantastic in 2018. You know, he, he's... And he's, 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 you know, his career is actually very good. You know, he he's won the FA Cup... He's won the um, Europa League, uh, League Cup, you know. He's, he was in the England squad for the World Cup. He played very, very, very good, I thought. 
just can't get in the Man United team. And you because you look at that team now, that Manchester United team quickly, that midfield. You know, if you you buy a forty million pound player in Van der Beek, if he can't get in, Jesse Lingard uses Eddie for I can't get into that either. So he's made a good move to come to us, I believe, and I think we've done good to actually get him in because I really do think he can do something. Really do. As much as I love four nows, I feel like that's the guy who has to be replaced for this to work. You're not going to bring in Lingard from Man United and not play him. I think that's quite simple to know. He's not going to be a bench player for West Ham. He's not going to come to West Ham after being on the bench for Man United to then go be on the bench for a lesser side. So he'll play and he'll play weekly and his confidence will grow back. And I'm hoping that he shows what he did back in the day, back a few years ago. He's 28 still. He's in his prime, you know, prime age. You know, he's still got years ahead of him. So, why not? Why not succeed at West Ham? You know, we can play him in the centre behind uh, Antonio. You know, we've got Ben Rama and Bowen on on each wing. Sushek and Rice behind him. You know, that's that's a good attacking front. You've got two older midfielders who can get forward. You've got then the three attacking midfielders who can switch switch about, and you got Antonio up top. I think Lingard's going to be very good for us. I really do, and I hope that um, I hope that he doesn't doesn't flop. I really don't because I think he he can show his worth at West Ham really well. You know, I think this could be the perfect team for him, in all truth. And I'm so glad that it's happened because you know we could have signed anyone really. We could have gone for any loan player. Could have gone abroad against someone with no experience. So to have a, a player who has got this experience, got the international. Duty experience as well for England. And then uh, we got Ben Rama on a permanent, which is fantastic. You know, I love that bloke. Sometimes he gets on your nerves because he does a bit too much. But I'll I, I tell you what it is. I think West Ham fans, including myself, we're not used to that. We haven't seen that since Pyatt. Someone who can keep on going in and out, in and out, you know, can take on players. And, you, you know, it's quite nice to see that. And, and at the same time, it's quite annoying when they lose the ball and you think, God, oh, just pass it, man. But, you know, that's his style. He's, he, he is a very tricky customer for opponents. And that's why I believe he's going to absolutely shine against Villa. I really do. I feel like he can torment him a lot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll leave it there because, you know, I'm going to bring out another episode of this with uh, my thoughts on the Villa game. I'm going to bring it out. When the team news is out, see how I feel, see uh, how confident I am, see how the table is as well by that point. Because at the minute we are fifth. If Tottenham win tonight, which um, I don't know the score because um, obviously I'm doing this. So I feel like, uh, you know, they've got a probably a better chance of getting above us to, today. Because, you know, I, like I said, it, I feel like it was very wasted today. Very, very wasted. Uh, at the minute, um, it's 1-0 Brighton. So that's fantastic for West Ham. That is what you want to see. Um, you know, so... Oh, it's, it's, it's a weird league, isn't it? Like, oh my God. Like just looking at the table. Sorry, I'm blabbering on it. I'm blabbering, I've just said I'm about to finish and now I'm continuing. Do apologise. So, um, you know, we're fifth at the minute. You know, fifth at the fifth in the table. You know, two points above Tottenham, uh, Chelsea, and Everton. Everton obviously two games in hand against us. 
Chelsea um, have played the same games. Tottenham's got that game in hand. Big one's Villa, though, because Villa, I've got two games in hand against us. But if we can win this game against them, we go six points clear. But yeah, um, yeah, fifth in the league, you can't complain, can you? Especially where we were last season. You know, last season we finished on 39 points and we're 35 points at the minute. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll say it again. I'll leave it here. But thank you so much for listening. If you've got the chance, uh, I did a interview with Andy Lapethorn, the British number one and world number two quad wheelchair tennis player. Won a lot of things. He's such a lovely bloke to talk to. Hopefully, can get him on for a couple more um, chats. Also, we've got the uh, the other podcast coming out. We've got a podcast coming out tonight as well from the uh, review show. You know, we've got loads of things coming out. You've got uh, the Manchester United boys, got the Red Zone. You know, they're doing great on that. So go and check them out. You know, keep following the full sub. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we're on Facebook. Give us a follow, give us a listen. We're on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcast. And hope everyone's stay, staying, uh, staying safe. And I will speak to you soon. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.